If you want to improve your experience with money and create real and lasting change in that area of your life, then this interview is for you. Hi there, I'm Mark Phillips. And on this channel, we talk about business and lifestyle design from the inside out. And I invited my guest on to join me today because she is a money manager and coach. Her name is Kara Rasmussen. And in this video, we talk about really understanding the beliefs that underlie why you may have certain relationships with money, why recurring themes may be happening, understanding the root cause is always on the internal level, right? But also, Kara talks about setting up systems and processes and even accounts to help you manage your money in a simple, easy way. Lots of goodness in this interview. I took away a lot of nuggets that I will be thinking about more and potentially implementing in my own life. So I know you're going to find some value here. Before we jump into the interview, I just want to invite you to subscribe and turn on the bell for notifications if you want more videos like this, helping you create the business and lifestyle that you want. And I'd also like to invite you to sign up to my email list at gmarkphillips.com. When you do, I'll give you access to a collection of tools that I call Tools for Conscious Creators, really to help you get the momentum that you want in your business and your life, uncover some of the things that may be holding you back, right, as a creator, making the lifestyle that you want, creating the business that you want that is a really natural, true expression of who you are and what you value in the world. So that's a collection of tools that is always growing that you'll have access to when you sign up to my email list. So without further ado, let's jump in and have a conversation about money, which is one of my favorite topics with Kara. thank you for making time to chat with me today. I super appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, so we have a mutual friend, Tiffany Falvey, and that's how I found out about your work. And I'm really excited to dive into uh, your work with money and coaching. I think it's important that this, you know, it's always important, but it's super important right now in our day and age where things are kind of topsy-turvy. Um, so what do you, give me a little snapshot, um, a synopsis of what you do. So nutshell, I give people clarity on everything that they have and everything that they wish they had, and then put together with some hope, a workable path and plan on how to get there on all things money. On all things money. And you have an accounting background, so obviously that's super relevant. Um, how, did you, how did you transition to be a money coach from, say, were you an accountant at some point? I was. I was. So when you're kind of on that career path and trying to figure out what you want to do, I knew I loved math and I knew I loved people. And so kind of my whole guidance was, oh, you should be an accountant. You should be an accountant. So I became an accountant. Mm -hmm. And then I started doing that and went, well, huh, there's really not a lot of math <laughs> in yeah. accounting. It's like tax laws and, and putting things into categories. And yeah, then there was a lot of people either. So, so it was so, like a double whammy. Like you didn't get any of yeah, your, any of your I went, well, great. Huh. Well, do I start over? What do I do? And um, and doing a lot of my different positions, um, I worked in a family business for quite a while while I went through college and after college and got to learn all the inner workings of business. I worked in corporate America in the accounting department 
And then I became a consultant through a consulting company working with service entrepreneurs. And I was like, oh, this is getting closer. There's a lot more people involved in this, a lot more touch, high level touch. But what I was finding is, um, again, I was working with more the business money side and more the tracking side. But if there was an issue with the business money, there was probably an issue with the personal money. And then I started to kind of carve out my path. I'm like, Ooh, I really like this. I really like teaching people because there's not a class on it. There's not like a college class or a high school class even on how you kind of do adulting with money. What, what are all the steps and plans and processes that are kind of where you can truly have authentic financial security and get those done. And, um, so I just kind of started to do that with my clients and they liked that. And then I just started doing more of just that lane and voila, kind of became a money manager and coach and I got to do my people and I got to do my math. <laughs> so in the end you arrived to the spot you wanted. Uh, yeah. I think life's like that. It's kind of sometimes a winding path when we start, we don't really know how to get there, but we know what we want to do and what feels good to us. And you kind of arrive in, in time. Yeah. So, so what all, what services do you do for clients? It sounds like you have a pretty broad spectrum. Right. So I mostly work with either service-based entrepreneurs or I work with just individuals purely on their personal money side. And if I'm doing the business side, I do the personal side as well. So it's kind of, I get to do both with them because I just can't, it's too torturous. We're just not a good match. If you're not going to let me, if you're not going to open that door up to the personal side, if that's a closed door, I'm like, Oh, it's going to be driving us nuts for both of us, but I'm pretty good at um, convincing them <laughs> to let me through that door. It's all, it's all connected, right? <laughs> connected. It's all helpful. Um, but for people on the service side, usually what, why they, um, became one of my clients is they were starting, they kind of made that transition from business owner that was kind of struggling, not making a lot of money. So taxes weren't much of an issue. Even just money planning wasn't that big of an issue. And then something happened, like they landed that great client or they did this great marketing plan or things just started taking off. And now all of a sudden they're making great money. And there's this thing called taxes that kind of gets in the way of that great money sometimes where they're so shocked that first year, like, Oh my gosh, I owe what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, then the next year, Oh my gosh, I owe what? And I'm helping them plan and plan for that tax savings every single month almost exactly to what that is. So there are no surprises. They're seeing what the real money is that they can purpose and plan with in their business and take out of the business in a healthy way and um, kind of helping them there. And on the personal side, it's usually someone kind of similar who either went through some kind of life transition, like a divorce, and they just got a chunk of change and the other person used to manage the money and they're like, okay, I know I'm supposed to do something with this, but I have no idea what, and they don't want to mess up. And one of the worst things that you can do is actually take action and have it be just out of fear or complete lack of knowledge. It's so much better actually to do nothing and wait 
and get that clarity and get that knowledge, people just think like, oh, I just can't have it sitting here. I need to go invest it or I need to go start a business or I need to you know, just pay off all the debt or pay, put, a, put a big chunk on my house. And then as they get educated and they start to learn, they're like, oh, no. And you can't get that money back always. So I've heard that you that the best thing, especially after, like, say, a death or divorce or something that to just not really even money issues, but any kind of major issues. Because and I know people who have made decisions and then have regretted it, you know, down the road. So it's a very tumultuous time, isn't it? It is. It is. Or even just a certain kind of windfall. It could be that they just got the job of their dreams, not only in uh, what they're doing, but in pay, or they got a significant bonus or again, um, a business owner that's starting to make good money. And they're just like, Oh my gosh, this is different now. It's, it's slipping through my fingers. I know I don't, I can't, I'm not wrangling this well. And, um, Again, it's just—it's really just a matter of education. There's not, um, again, at most people, I teach them all the tools and training in three months. But then after that, that's where the kind of the work really kicks in. Three months of training, and then now it's a new life change. It's a different process now. It's okay, you know. It's kind of like I kind of compare a lot of what I do to weight loss. You can hire a weight loss coach. And they can say, okay, here's your exercise plan for the next three to 12 months. Here's your meal plan. And that's fantastic if you could just simply follow it. I mean, some people, that's all they need. But most people go, okay, now I've got to carve out time to exercise. I didn't ever have to do that, but wasn't doing that before. So now I've got to have time to grocery shop and meal plan and learn how to cook. So it's not so, so much the education, the plan. It's like, how do you implement this into your life and fight those behaviors that you were currently using in my lane of working with people, the way that they're kind of buffering stress or buffering sadness or buffering pain is through money and spending or giving like to just get that high and to feel good again. Whereas if they're hiring a weight loss coach, they're usually buffering with food and we can't just simply say, well, here's your budget. It's, it's, much deeper. It's learning um, about the why, why you're spending, what, the, what your real purpose is on money, what are your emotional connections to money. And then also with a knowledge of, well, what, is, what are healthy money habits or what are healthy eating habits? So we're doing all of that. Well, it sounds like it. Yeah. So what, I mean, do you find the majority of the work is on that why and that thinking I mean, how does that play in? I mean, it seems like it goes there. Yeah, it does go there. Again, in the beginning, it's more of the education and the coaching. I am finding out like in a first session, I am asking them a lot of deep historical money beliefs and questions. I have this whole um, sheet that's got all these um, emotions on it. And I ask them to pick all the words that resonate with them when it comes to money some people, it's confidence, it's security. Other people, it's anxiety, stress, overgiving. And it's really eye-opening for them as well as me to see what words are resonating with them. And then I like to have them kind of do a similar assessment um, in 12 months and go, okay, how are we doing? Wow. <laughs> how are those feelings now that you've got an education, now that you have a coach, now that you have an accountability partner, now that we're addressing some of those thoughts and beliefs, how are you? 
you now because that, that's really the ultimate test. Someone can have $10,000 to their name and feel amazing. And other people can have 10,000 and feel like they're in such scarcity. And it always comes down to the feeling. And that's what we're gonna try to address the most is how do we get those feelings of anxiety, of lack of control, and help you kind of turn those into more positive feelings. And that, that's the ultimate win. Yeah, like, like root out or, or override those feelings of money about money they may have picked up the, the wrong feelings that don't support what they want and, and install new feelings. Is that the goal? That's the goal. And I wouldn't say, again, there's like a wrong feeling, sure. but because it's authentic to them in that moment. And I, we're just going to keep playing and tweaking. You know, is it just the education that you needed? Or is it more like, do we need to bring in a Tiffany? Is it more like a life coaching feeling? Because no matter how many times I can say that this money, the money you have is beautiful and perfect and all of my financial way and say you're just right and you still feel anxious well that's not a money problem that's mm -hmm. something deeper and i don't want to just keep giving you another tool and another math calculation <laughs> right and i can go so far but again i am not my lane is money coaching and if it turns out it's bringing in other resources so sometimes it is bringing in a source of a life coach but other times it's bringing in sources of I'll go deep and I'll understand something. I'll go, oh, we need to get an attorney in here or we need to bring in your CPA or we need to bring in your financial planner. And again, I'm seeing those things for when we need to bring in like the, I'm a generalist. I tell my clients, like I'm kind of dangerous. I know a little bit about everything, but for your lane, sometimes you need like a really specific deep dive into your, um, estate planning or a deep dive into your investments. And that's when we would bring in. Yeah. Well, everything's so specialized. I mean, a lot of things are specialized these days, right? And you, you know, need that expert the, that knows that in a deep way sometimes, don't you? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I speak the language with all of them and I'm kind of the liaison um, between them as well. Yeah. I love it. A lot of times they pick like their CPA to be their all around guru liaison or they'll pick their financial planner and they don't realize that they're kind of in one or maybe two lanes and and going to them for advice on everything isn't necessarily their expertise but they're so expert in their lane yeah well yeah. I've, heard, I've heard that you know in my own study of wealth and and people who they have like a team and it kind of directs mm -hmm. their their whole their whole project of, of creating wealth and, and managing their money. Is that what, what you, sounds like that's what you kind of recommend as well. Yes. Yep. I have them. And again, it doesn't, a team could just be me and their CPA or like I said, in the higher net worth, it's quite a few people. Yeah. yeah. And again, I'm just there to kind of help prompt when we need to bring somebody in and I can ask the right question. And again, I have the whole picture and can also can tell when they need more knowledge about something else that's going to impact their decision rather than just making assumptions. Sure. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Um, so we talked a little bit about your professional journey, how you started in accounting and then made your way to where you're at now. Mm -hmm. um, but was there like a, a pivotal point where you're kind of like, okay, um, 
this isn't working. I'm going to kind of reinvent because that's one of the things that I like to ask people because I, I sometimes feel that we human beings have maybe like two lives, one life where we, you know, thought we knew what we were doing. And then one life that kind of emerges, you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, you know, where you were looking for that feeling. Um, like mm-hmm. talk, talk about your pivot or your, you know, like reinvention to go in to find out, to find where you're at now. Yeah, I, I kind of have, I've in looking back at my careers, I, for whatever reason, never felt boxed in kind of by the job description. I do try to seek out happiness and joy. And even when, I mean, I've never, I've not always kind of empathized or understood. I do more now, but you know, in my younger, like 20 something days, I never understood why it's like, well, if you don't like your job, then just, you don't always have to number one, switch to a new position. Why can't you just talk to your manager about what you love and sell it on why you'd like to do X, Y, and Z. And that's how I've always kind of approached my job in life. Even like at Boise Cascade, it was, was my corporate job. Um, I worked starting out was in accounts payable where it was just kind of all day long data entry into the system. And I was like, Oh my gosh, did I make the wrong? Yes, I've been there. <laughs> it was, I knew it was a stepping stone, but I was like, I don't know how long I can like land on the stone. And then I find out like, Oh, well, there's like this activities committee and you can be on the activities committee. And there are people that need to do statement research where all the, like you're researching and you're talking to people and talking with the vendors and better ways for improving. And I was still in the quote data entry position, but that was probably ended up being like 10% of my day after like a year into that position. So I always liked, and again, I kind of do this with my clients too. If there's like a, a pain point with, their money or a process with money that's just like, oh, I have to do this thing. I'm always like excited. Like, well, then first of all, let's not have you do this thing. Or is there some way we can do it? And you still get, um, you know, it's in a healthy way, but just not just the first idea. And this is how you were taught. And this is how we're going to end it. Like I can even say like for me being an accountant, one of the, the tools that I used is um, I used to, do like a multi-level super accounting budget for the personal side. And then um, in doing that, you have to track every dollar you spend into these 85 different categories and make decisions on which category they go in. So if you buy, if your kids are going to a, say a birthday party and they buy a gift, is that kid expense? Is that gift expense? Is that entertainment expense? And I'm like, I don't want to have to make these crazy decisions every time I, you know, spend a dollar, it's pain to have to track it and then have to think about it. So I just went, well, wait a minute, there's no rules on the personal side. You don't have to report this for taxes. Why do I, why do we have to do it this way? So I created a four bank account system. So there's just four categories. And as long as you purpose your money and spend and deposit into the four bank accounts for its purpose, you don't have to track anything. Wow. Simple. And so simple. And I was like, well, I'm not going to, you hear, I mean, I don't hear tunes you've heard, like create a budget. That's like step one, create a budget. Mm. So you're going to spend this much on gas, this much on groceries, this much on entertainment. And I was like, that's fantastic for like a month. (laughs) And then it gets old or I'm sick 
and I don't feel motivated to do it anymore. How are most people going to? And that's, <laughs> that's kind of what I think is fun is like the challenge of like, Ooh, so this isn't fun. Well, let's make it fun. Yeah. Let's it has to be simple. Get it down to. It, well, it sounds like that's your accounting brain coming out, wanting to make it, you know, maybe um, overly complex and you kind of simplified it, huh? <laughs> I know it's a, it's a balance. <laughs> it is a balance. I'm a big, I'm a, I kind of overcomplicate my own systems in my own life. And it's as time goes on, cause I'm a, I look at the system and if it's not working or if I don't want to do it, I'm like you, I, I will revise it to make it so it does work. Cause it is a tool. It has to support the, the grander, bigger process. Mm-hmm. So do you, so you do that with your clients then too? You, you integrate, or is that your own sit, your own budgeting system that you're talking about? Well, I teach them. I did it myself first. I, I laugh cause I've got two kids that are great guinea pigs. They're older now, but they've always been my guinea pigs and then myself. And then I try it on myself and then, and then it's like ready to launch for clients. <laughs> yeah. You're the testing ground. I'm the testing ground because and plus like I know, if again, the biggest piece is if it's not working for me, it's not going to work for my clients. And I know, and one of the tools, another tool that I use, I didn't come up with this tool, but this is the Strengths Finder. It's called Strengths Finder 2.0. And it's one of those personality assessments. I think it's the best one. And I have my clients take that assessment right from the beginning because I like to know from a coach, are you somebody that really likes lists and to check things off? And you don't want too many options. You just want to be like, okay, Kara, give me my five things to accomplish in the month and they'll be done. Or are you more the personality that that would be too constricting and there's no fun, there's no play, there's no innovation, there's no strategy. Are you needing more wiggle room and play? And again, in creating like tools, one of the things um, I created where again, listening to people like Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman and the Gene Chatsky is kind of the bigger um, financial and advice givers in the money coach lane. They have very um, strict step-by-step-by-step-by-step process. And I just learned like that's not everybody. That, that, that is a particular personality type. But I want to work with all kinds of people, especially the ones that are really creative and um, innovative and so you have to have, I created a wheel instead of a step-by-step path. So you can start anywhere and nothing's a bad decision, but you can start over here. And it's kind of, I color coded into um, how close you're getting to having that particular sort of bubble done. Mm-hmm. And you can go all over the place or you can be linear like me. I'm the more linear. And you could just start at the top and work your way around like a clock and wow. just get it done. And that's how you operate. But it's kind of to help both personality sets accomplish the same end result, which is getting everything done for financial security. Wow. It, it, it sounds like that, that's a super um, like innovative way to help people kind of just make progress, start making progress instead of like, all right, I'm going to start at one and go to two and go to three. And there's no, and again, there's no math or money because that gets really intimidated, intimidating for people or a spreadsheet. It's just a really pretty wheel with colors. Wow. <laughs> And I have clients like the, the ultimate goal is to get the whole wheel green. And I, and I can just feel like when my clients get another bubble greened out, they're like, Oh my gosh, I got another green. And it's a big celebration because it's That's, a lot of work to get one of those bubbles greened out. Like for example, one of the bubbles is um, 
create a will. So again, it always sounds like one step, like, oh, we're just going to create a will. That's, that's hard, but it sounds like one thing. <laughs> and really, that bubble encompasses um, getting all of your financial records in order, gathering everything from your car titles to divorce decrees to diplomas, getting a safe, getting $1,000 liquid in your disposal, in your safe, getting your financial power of attorney. I mean, there's just all these steps involved in it. So to get that bubble greened out is a big deal. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. It sounds like that's a very, uh, obviously an important aspect too, but it sounds like a complete system if you're even diving into that, like estate stuff too. Yeah. Again, there, there is, we're covering the entire gauntlet of everything you need to be truly financially secure. Again, I'm not, I'm not going to help them write their will, but I'm going to educate them on the pieces on a high level basis, again, always high level. (laughs) And um, what all you need to do is kind of your estate planning. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to bring in the attorney when it's that point. But I'm also helping you. I mean, one of the things you'll do is you have to list out all of your assets and all of your debts and who that's going to and where are they located and where are the passwords and what accounts are they in. And I'm helping them kind of wrangle and gather all that information before we even go to see wow. the attorney. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so awesome. So, so tell me about, um, I want to talk about your phrase. Um, it's not bookkeeping, it's chains keeping. I kind of gather where it's coming from as I'm talking to you about your business, but what is that phrase? Where'd you get that? Yeah. So again, people put me in the category of like accountant or bookkeeper And I think mostly bookkeeping is really just tracking and reporting. And that is fantastic and needs to be done. But that's never fulfilled me. And I would always do the reports for people and go like, well, don't you want to talk about them and and talk about how we can improve them and (laughs) what we can do different next time? And really, it's just report and done. Or they don't understand how to read the reports. Like to read a balance sheet, what is it really telling you? What is the profit and loss really telling you? And again, me trying to get creative, like, oh, well, this is hard to read. I'm going to make it a colorful wheel. I'm going to put colors in it or, you know, put symbols in it or just go over what it actually means. But so that's like the first step of is processing. But why it's change keeping, not bookkeeping is, again, I want people to put processes and changes into their life that are permanent and lasting. So whether it's number one, just the education of everything that you have to get done for money or number two, um, understanding what your emotional connection is and why you're kind of maybe doing the things you do or what is it about money that makes you feel anxious again to go back? Is it just lack of education or is it every time that um, money came around, you saw that, um, you know, I, again, just pulling out a hat, like maybe every time money came around, your parents got money, they were gone. They went on trips. They just spent it. And so having money meant abandonment. I mean, I don't know. Who, who knows what people's attachment is to that? So we're learning all those things so that you can make lasting changes. So you, A, no longer use money as something you buffer with, and that you have a healthy relationship with money. And we want not just bookkeeping, not reporting, but lasting change. Wow. And it's so important too. This is why I wanted to have you on right now. I mean, like I said, any time is a great time to talk about money, talk about some beliefs that underlie why we're having money situations that we're having. Um, 
but especially now when things are kind of constricting in the economy and oh, who knows what's going on in the economy? It could be, it's, it's all topsy-turvy, right? Are, um, how do you keep your people, just as since we're on that topic, well, I, 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 get, I can probably anticipate what you're going to say here because you've coached them and trained them, but how do you keep people from freaking out in, in situations oh, oh, no. like this? Everybody freaked out, president company included, because uh-huh. I went, oh my gosh, if all of my clients lose their money and their jobs, uh, that makes me also. <laughs> so when the COVID first hit, yeah, the first part was like trying to discover and unlock all these new programs that have no historical data whatsoever. And we're changing hourly, like truly you would nail down a process and then they'd be like, Oh, well, we're going to alter this just a little bit. So it was kind of like, <laughs> talking everybody off the ledge and what processes and improvements were available. But I don't know if it's just the type of client that is attracted to me and that I'm attracted to them because again, I don't like to just take the rule and go, okay, well, I guess that's exactly the way it has to be done. But all of my clients, all of my clients that were business or are business owners figured out a way to pivot and are doing better than That's they were awesome. before. I, I mean, it's just been unreal. I thought, you know, <laughs> for about a month, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I can't be a money coach right now. No one's going to have money to pay me. And to be sitting here today knowing all of my clients that were service-based entrepreneurs either stayed the same or pivoted to a way that actually improved their business has been just amazing. That's so good to hear because this is totally unprecedented. And, and I see that too. I see some people pivoting and some people reinventing and getting creative and getting, embracing the change. And it incur- I'm encouraged by that. And, and it makes me believe that human beings have the capacity. We're adaptable. I mean, we can't adapt. It's sometimes <laughs> pulling, pulling teeth to get people to, to adapt. But I, I love to hear that. That's so yeah. awesome. And some it was like a complete 180 pivot. That wasn't the, the most, but it was just... A, a slight pivot with some of them just from their target market. And that's all they needed to do. They didn't need to change the nature of their business. Like they just had to change a little bit of who now they were going to serve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't always have to just be a complete like, Oh, you were cutting hair. So now you're going to, you know, do bookkeeping. <laughs> it wasn't right. Like, oh. <laughs> right. Um, so while we're on this topic, what what would you describe as like your 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 ideal client? I mean, if someone comes to you, what, what are you looking for a certain kind of individual that that you're well suited to coach with and work with? Yeah. So it's, again, it's somebody who is tired of feeling. They know that there's a a problem and they're willing to fix it, and they want to seek out coaching and help. And it's usually. Um, not because they're drowning in debt, but because actually they're starting to make money and they really haven't moved the needle whatsoever on their, um, their net worth or, or tracking or understanding things about money. So it's people who have like that momentum has been starting to build. They've figured out their passion trigger because you always figure out your passion trigger when you're starting to just um, elevate your business. It just comes, the money comes in effortlessly. I can honestly say like, that's kind of what's happened with me when I was working in bookkeeping versus now money coaching and management is so much more fulfilling and, 
and the energy that you bring to that in your business um, will shine through in that. And so people who have kind of figured that out and again have just made that pivot, recent pivot, are usually when they come when we find each other. Mm, I like that. I really like that. And I, I love that you said that about the passion, the passion kind of correlating with the money that's coming. Cause it, I think that too, you know, when we're doing something that lights us up and makes us come alive, other channels open up and flow starts coming in. It does. Cause when people ask me, Oh, will you do taxes? I'm like, Mm-mm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> You're like, I, I have maybe fantastic we- <laughs> people that will, or I don't take, I don't take inventory clients because I can't stand inventory. Yeah. <laughs> I got rude. I think in my family business uh, for 10 years, it was a lawnmower, ski-do, ski-do shop. And there was like, I had to count inventory so many times a year, like screws and nuts and blah. Uh. So I was just like, I can't, even if you have five inventory items, we're not right. gonna, It's not a good fit. Not right. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's awesome that, you know, I think you transfer that kind of like um, understanding of yourself to your clients because they can see you on your path of doing what is in alignment with what you want. And then they can kind of learn by a kind of by proximity in, in a way almost. Yeah, I know. I, I want them to find, I mean, just that happiness and joy and not feeling stuck in it. I mean, I had a client the other day um, who recently went through a divorce and didn't seek me out again for a career path change. Really just, again, it was kind of the example where the got a chunk of change and did not know what they were supposed to do with it. And in doing their analysis and planning out their, their year with them and what they could do with this money. And I was looking at, um, again, I was looking at some of the, the debts that this person had with their schooling. And I was like, God, oh, that's some serious schooling. What is this person doing? And they were making a, a very small, small, small hourly wage. And I thought, well, what is this person doing? And now they're doing something, they're doing something completely different. It was like um, coding or something and their degree was in something completely different. And I was just laughing with them saying, you know what, you don't have kids. You're recently divorced. You have a chunk of change. You have this amazing degree. Why? are you coding? Does coding sing to you? Are you just doing it? Cause it's so funny. He's like, no, I hate coding. I just do it because I have to. I'm like, like mm-hmm. you're the, you are the guy where you, I don't even have to say this to you. Like most people you have to say, if money wasn't an option and I had a magic wand and you could be a success at anything, what would you do? Like I was laughing with him going, I don't even have to say that. Like, <laughs> you will make more money in doing anything else. So, Let's have you go, what is your dream career? Where do you want, you can live anywhere. You don't have to live in Boise. You're not married. You don't have kids. You don't have to stay here. And it was, it just became like, oh, I want to live in Astoria and I want to do these other things. And it just became coaching him for that rather than spending our time really just trying to figure out how to work a budget around his current income. Yeah, because that that almost would have been like a Band-Aid, right? As opposed to like, let's tip the whole thing up on the table, out on the table and see what we got here, right? Yeah, because sometimes when you're, if you've been married for a significant period of time, you just start to feel like that's the only lane you're in and you forget like, oh, wait a minute, (laughs) wait a minute. I can do anything. I can live anywhere. I don't have anybody, like I can just do this. I don't even have to ask anybody if it's okay, 
because you're used to running that by somebody. It's kind of fun to do, again, whether it's the money piece or the career piece or whatever it is that they're struggling with, just to be, sometimes you need an outsider to just go, really? You definitely do. <laughs> you definitely do. I love that practice, like you said, of, you know, I call it like blank slate type or whatever. Like if, if you could write it as you want your life, of how would you do mm-hmm. it? Sometimes it's, I, in my own experience, I found it can be a little dangerous because it can sometimes, like you said, make people want to move or make people want to do different things. It can shake up. So they have to be prepared for that. Is that what you find as well? Like oh, it, it, always. It, I mean, power, change yeah. is never, we are, we're wired for comfort and what we already know. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's boring, we're wired for that. And like change is uncomfortable. Change is hard. Change, um, can sometimes create pain but like kind of with uh you know like if you're trying to build muscle like if you just do two pound weights like that's not very hard and there's not a lot of discomfort I mean you have to like rip the muscle and build it and feel struggle to become better and stronger and healthier and yeah a change is always going to be messy. yeah the, 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 be- <laughs> the best kind of change is messy right <laughs> Is the, the only otherwise it's not really changed it's not really changed that's one right? of the, it's not really so that's kind of a funny lead-in so what i do for the acronym for change is with change keepers and we're always creating change so i say change is really the c is clarity so you always before you make a change you have to get clarity on what you currently have whether it's your job or anything in life your weight or your money and what you want to have instead and then the bridge of why why do you want why do you want to be out of debt why do you want to make a hundred thousand so you got to get clarity on what you have right now do you even know what how much you make a year? a lot of times um entrepreneurs don't even know what they make a year they have no idea so it's just mm-hmm. getting clarity once you have your clarity then does making that change give you hope like the actions and steps that we're putting in place do they give you hope or just stress and confinement and restriction? So you're trying to lose weight. And I said, Oh, well, if you eat broccoli three times a day for two months, you'll lose weight. And you're like, okay, (laughs) that doesn't give me a lot of hope. So you want to make sure the C is clarity. The H is hope. And then the A is authentic. So I always like to make sure that the change we're making is authentic change. So I hear all the time in my world, what people want to do when they have something like credit card debt or any kind of debt is a lot of times they want to take out, refinance their house and pay it off or take out like a a distribution or loan from their retirement account and get rid of that debt. And then they're like, feel like they made progress. Like, Oh, I no longer have credit card Uh debt. It's gone. Magic. I felt so good. Like, that's not authentic. You just moved your debt from here to here. It's exactly the same, same amount of debt. And if you don't make change that's authentic, you will probably be in a worse position because you felt like you just paid off all your credit card debt. And now you want something because you didn't change any of your behaviors. And you just go like, well, I used to have 10,000 in credit card debt. What's a thousand? It's just a thousand. And then that thousand becomes 2,000. That thousand becomes 5,000. And then before you know it, right back to that 10,000 credit card debt plus you have the loan from your IRA or plus you have a bigger mortgage than you had before so I always like to make sure when we're making change it's authentic so it's clarity hope authentic if you can say yes I have clarity 
yes, it gives me hope, this action I'm about to take, and yes, it's authentic, then it's N-G-E, now go execute. Like, oh. what are you waiting for? Let's do it. Let's I do it. I love that. That is, that is such <laughs> a complete, like, model. I love that. <laughs> I bet your clients, I bet your clients are all, all about that. It makes it very easy that those steps, because it kind of covers yeah. the whole process. Yeah. Any kind of change. I always relate it to money, but again, I don't necessarily spell it out to them every time that they're wanting to make change, but I'm making sure we're answering those questions throughout it. Yeah. I love that. All right. So moving on here, let me see here. We, we talked about some some of the problems and solutions already that your clients have. And I think that you kind of gave us good insight into some answers that we all could do. Cause I always like to ask, you know, people that I interview, is there any other, like maybe a, a common problem you see in your clients that maybe a lot of people have and, and maybe a common solution that you will typically offer? Yeah. So again, on the, I talked about the business side, usually the, the universal problem is saving for taxes and not being surprised at tax time and saving on a monthly basis. So we won't you know, go into what, how that's processed. But on the personal side, a lot of times, again, going back to that clarity, it's just they'd, one of the biggest problems that people have is knowing you know, how much they can spend like in a fun way that's still healthy and how, or, or um, how to purpose their money and keep and have clarity at all times, but not have to track anything and not, um, yeah, just basically just like get overwhelmed, get overwhelmed or just have no understanding or they're like, okay, I think I have car insurance. That's like a thousand dollars due in two months, but I have all this money now. Can I make that? can I do this thing now? It feels like I have money, but I can't remember what I have coming up here. <laughs> and yeah. so one of the ways I have people get around that is to create that four bank account system. And anybody can do this now. Um, one of the accounts, which is what I call the machine account that does require more training and coaching around. So we won't go into that one in this quick little session, but the other three, anybody can start right away. And that is number one, getting an emergency account, the savings account where you're just kind of putting money into there every month or every windfall so that when you have an emergency, you don't have to feel like, Oh, can I make the mortgage payment or, Oh, I guess I can't go out to eat, you know, next week or whatever. It's just like, Nope, this account is just for emergencies and it doesn't impact anything else in your life. And I love how Dave Ramsey calls it Murphy repellent because it mm -hmm. truly is. And you don't have one because I think you're almost attracting emergencies because you're worried about them. You know that you wouldn't survive if one happened. And when you have such peace of mind, when you have an emergency account, it almost reflects emergencies from even happening. So get an emergency account, pay emergencies from there, pay it like a bill every month, put a hundred in it every month, put 500 in it every month. Um, get what I call a BMW account, which stands for big major wants, like a car, like a BMW. But it's things that you save up for that are wants, not needs. But everybody in life needs to have a little account like this. So again, you're feeding that account every month. And from there, that's where you're going to do trips or big home improvement or Christmas, something like that, that it, you can't really use a paycheck or a business distribution to pay for. So you're going to have a BMW account. And then you're going to have, last but not least, a discretionary account. 
So you're going to push money into that um, on the first of every month. Maybe it's a thousand, maybe it's 10,000, depending on what your comfort level is. And instead of tracking like entertainment and groceries and gas, you're just through the app on your phone and through that account, you're just watching the account and you know it's going to get filled a thousand on the first of every month or 5,000 on the first of every month. And just watch that account. If it starts to get down, if you're starting to be like, oh my gosh, it's the 20th and we're almost at zero, the next account that you pull from is your BMW account. So you're painfully aware of what you're going over your cash allotment is doing. It's like, oh my gosh, that trip we were going to go on in three months when we accumulated $5,000 is now delayed or reduced because of going out to eat or whatever it is that you're doing through your discretionary, but you have to pull from that. I want there to be a pain. I want there to be an awareness instead of having everything in one account where you just don't know, well, I think we're saving up for that trip in here. Oh, I think there's enough for an emergency. It's like, no purpose your money into discretionary emergency BMW. And then the fourth one is a little more complicated, but it's called the machine account. But at least with those three. That's super helpful. That is super helpful. Um, Okay. As we get close to wrapping up here, let me ask you, um, can you talk about the process that a client, a new client would go through when they are interested in your coaching? Give us a little walkthrough if you could. So every new client, I have them commit to three months. And then from there, they can go beyond or if nothing else in three months you will get the thorough thorough knowledge of every single step to eventually complete and kind of adulting and being financially secure Um, i meet with everyone twice a month for three months whether they're a business owner or just an individual so again twice a month for three months it's six sessions and in those six sessions again you'll get the thorough training of that financial wheel with the colors and the bubbles and everything you have to do in like the will bubble. Um, You're going to get 12 months of cash flow planning for your business and for your personal or just personal if it's only personal. And it's also acts as a bill pay checklist. So you would know like, oh, every June, not only do I have all these, um, I pay my mortgage or my rent and the utilities and whatnot, but it's like, oh, car insurance is due or oh, the HOA is due or oh, the annual life flight membership is due, whatever it is. We're planning out that whole year. So there's no surprises. There's no like, oh, shoot, I didn't plan for this thing. Um, we're also planning out all of your big purchases for the year. And um, we're doing, um, we're teaching you that four bank account system so that you can purpose your money. And then we're going deep into the machine account. And so you learn how to do that. And then we're also doing a strengths finder analysis. So again, that's that personality assessment so that we're giving you money tasks and interacting, especially if you're married with your significant other um, and understanding where their strengths lie and um, just kind of teaching you all those money habits you can continue to do that enhance your strengths. So it's kind of a four deliverable. You're getting the cash flow, you're learning the four account banking, banking account system, you're learning everything um, in the financial wheel and you're learning strengths coaching. Wow. Awesome. Um, what about the future? What have you got uh, 
either products or services or things to serve your clients in the future? I know as entrepreneurs go on the journey, they're always figuring out better ways to serve, right? So (laughs) can you share some of your future uh, things with us? Yeah. So now um, I am working with a life coach. Uh, We're talking about putting retreats on. We actually were going to launch some of our retreats right as COVID hit. So again, I was part of that like, oh, I'll pivot. Pivot. (laughs) And now that it seems like it's going to be here a while, we're trying to pivot into perhaps something virtual. Um, But that's what's coming up next. So maybe it's like women who are recently divorced and have this money that they're trying to learn about as well as this new life from dating to sharing kids, like all the emotional piece that comes with being divorced as well as the money piece and doing like three day retreats or people that are trying to um, kind of figure out their life purpose through entrepreneurship and what are the steps involved in that and picking that industry that's just perfect for you. So going to be working with um, a life coach and we're going to be putting on some retreats. Um, it's kind of like stay tuned on whether they'll be virtual or in person. Right. That sounds super exciting. And leading into the next question, how will people, how can people follow you or find you online? I'll also put, you know, links in the description, in the show notes and on YouTube in the description, but how can people find out about you online? Where do you want them to follow you? Yeah, so they can go to my website, which is changekeepers.com. And if anybody has questions, they can just email me directly at Kara, K-A-R-A, at changekeepers.com. Awesome. Thank you, Kara. I mean, there's a lot to think about in this episode. And and like I said, money is always such a great topic because it's so important to us. And I want to thank you for hanging out with me, sharing your experience and knowledge. Perfect. Thank you. This was so much fun. I'm glad you had fun. All right. Thanks, Kara. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.